This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris got a text from an old friend yesterday. He had reached out to me a few weeks ago, and I was getting ready to go out of town. I was too tied up. I couldn't see him. One thing led to another. I just said earlier in the day, I was just talking about this guy, and I was just telling somebody how I you know, got people I got to get back to, and he was one of them. And uh, he reached out to me, which was very fortunate. happened to be close to where I was. I ran over, and I don't know. We got to talking for a good hour or so, and... He's an, uh, one of the guys that um, sold everything but, you know, can't stop being in business. It's really interesting to me uh, how he sees opportunities. And guys like him this is really why I bring it up. That entrepreneurial spirit, that can-do attitude, that willingness to, to take on big things. So he, he um, I think he, he started, I don't know if those are the start to start, but... He had a cleaning business, parlayed that into a restaurant, a Brazilian steakhouse, parlayed that into real estate, sold everything and bought some hotels, turned them around, and he's getting ready to sell that off. And it's just, uh, it's really interesting to me to, to watch that kind of thing going on. And the conversation is fascinating to me. You know, just talking about how business operates and the business perspective on the economy. These are the people that are making things happen in our communities. And these are the people that understand how money works. They really do. I'm not saying nobody else does. I'm just saying it's these types of, of, of hardworking, shrewd business people. Shrewd. He doesn't miss a penny. And you can't today. You can't afford to. You can't afford to in your personal life. You certainly can't afford to if you're going to be in business. And uh, anyway, he's a phenomenal guy. Uh, He's, uh, I believe he he migrated here. Uh, He has an accent. I never really asked. It's not like I was like, hey, let me see your citizen's stats. But he he talks about it openly. We had a little conversation about that too. But I'm I'm guessing he migrated. But the point is, uh, he's a self-made guy over and over again. Over and over again. And uh, anyway, I, just, I enjoy talking. I have another friend that reached out to me, kind of a similar mold. And I'm going to make it a point to reach back out to that guy tomorrow, too, because, I don't know, I just find these conversations to be really rewarding and really very rich on a number of different fronts. So what's going on with the economy? What do you want to do with your money? How do you want to handle things going forward? Well, of course, the propaganda today. Why do I say that? Well, let me answer the question first, and then I'll tell you why I say it's propaganda. The propaganda saying everything's great. Great economy growing. (laughs) 2.4% exceeding analyst estimates. See, this is problem number one. What did I say? Who do you want to listen to? You want to listen to my buddy, not the analyst. Trust me. Exceeded the analyst expectations. Uh, the growth is attributed to significant investments by businesses and consumer spending. I don't believe it. Analysts say the data shows resiliency in the economy amid a strong labor market with average hourly earnings rising 4.4% year over year last month. And as annual inflation growth continues to slow following the federal interest rate hikes, but this data is complete nonsense, I tell you. 
complete nonsense. I don't want to even factor any of this BS into your equation. Let me tell you what I see going on, all right? As long as interest rates and inflation are going higher than wages, you're getting screwed. Very simply. The changes in interest rates, and this is bound to happen. They kept dropping. they got to go back up at some point. You can't make money at, 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 at 2.5%. That's not profits. That's not good profits. Uh, but right now, you've got inflation, interest rates going up. What does that mean for the average person? Auto costs, home costs. Uh, you know, the, I'm, I, I don't know what the average debt load I do actually have an idea what the average debt load is. It kind of is um, interesting to me, the amount of debt that people are comfortable carrying. And listen, when I was younger, so was I. When I was younger, I was willing to take more risks. Now I'm over 50 years old, and uh, I don't take those kind of risks. I don't want to owe anybody any money. Why would I? I was actually thinking about it uh, after my conversations with my friend that get on the guy because it makes me excited to, to do a deal. <laughs> Doing a deal. I don't know. I was never addicted to the deals like some of these other guys. I was usually very nervous. Once everything was done, I was like, oh, my God, we're actually doing it. It's nuts. He said, he, my friend was saying this. He said, my wife, she thinks I'm nuts. I said, it's, you are. <laughs> no normal person is willing to do the things that you're willing to do and take on. But as long as the inflation keeps going, then they say, oh, wages are up. Wages are up. People can't afford to buy food. And I don't know, maybe, maybe you're an ambitious person and you're beating the inflation curve, to which I say, great, phenomenal. I'm happy for you. Who would that be? Professional athletes? I don't know what's hot right now, but certainly there's things that are doing well. I don't know. The lawyers seem to be doing all right. The lawyers are raking it in. What did a lawyer ever build? Can somebody tell me that? What did a lawyer ever invent? I don't know. I'm sure there's a story or two out there. I just try to figure out all these lawyers, what they're doing for us. Unfortunately, you can't do without them. Somebody's always screwing somebody, they say. So maybe you're doing great. You say, Chris, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm making money. Small business people, if you're an electrician, HVAC plumbing contractor right now, I think you're probably mopping up as best I can tell if you're any kind of business person. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm sure that any business has the ability to run into problems, but you keep charging more, charging more, making more. I've got a, a few friends like that. They own you know very small businesses where it's you know just them, maybe an employee or two. And uh, they're raking it. They've been doing great with all this inflation. Prices keep going up, making more money. How about, um, say, guys in the military like my son? You can't imagine what my son goes through buying food. Pretty sad. You know, he's he's in a, in a top unit in the Air Force, very prestigious unit. He's risen very, very quickly in rank. And... It's hard for him to buy food. You've got to put a lot of thought and a lot of work into it. That's now. How about anybody else on a fixed income? Every government employee, they're not getting raises. Remember when the rail contract came through? They're like, oh, they're getting 18%. It was like over five years or something. I told you it was a crappy deal. Horrible deal. Many of these labor contracts locked in. I see these contracts going three, four years. The the rail contract, I think that might, was that a 10-year deal? I forget. I'm thinking you're nuts. You're nuts making a labor deal like that in this environment. How can you possibly predict what's going to happen with wages? Maybe you think people think it's going to crash? Is that the thinking? I don't know. But either way, 
with the inflation the way that it is, look at the damage that it's doing in certain economic sectors, retirees, college students, young people trying to raise a family. But that's not the whole story. Why the inflation? It's because the dollar is becoming worthless. A lot of chatter out there about the end of the dollar and what it's going to mean and what's going to happen. And, and getting more and more detail. Now, who knows? You know, there's people making money off of that, right? So, you know, you, it's hard to take much stock in that. I've told you my philosophy. I don't see that. I don't see a collapse. I don't see a dollar collapse. I don't see any kind of collapse. I see pretty much more of what we've seen, which is going to be the slow, gradual, continued destruction of the value of your money. If you own things of value, you're probably in a pretty good spot. If you're holding on to cash or you're reliant on an hourly wage, I think you're going to continue to struggle. But that doesn't tell the whole story. Not even close. Why did I say propaganda, by the way? Because all of the news that we're getting right now, of course, not all of it, but an awful lot of the news, not pretty much all of it, unless you're getting it from podcasts. Why do you think RFK Jr. said that? RFK Sr. RFK Jr. said that, this next election is going to be won by podcasts on podcasts. It's like the last public domain you blogs where you can get the truth. Not a lot out there. Independent blogs, no sharing sites, none of that. You can't. They will. I've told you over and over again. They will shadow ban you, blacklist. If you're selling anything, they'll put you up on criminal charges. It's nuts how difficult it is to tell the truth. So you say, how does that equate to propaganda? I went over it. The uh, Smith-Mumford Act, as amended in, what was it? When did I say it was? Was it 2012? Under the most destructive president in the history of the country? They modified the law that allowed propaganda in the first place. There was much debate about it, and it was only allowed internationally. And it was happening. This is the complaint today for many of you. You guys have been doing this. What we're experiencing here, the United States has been doing in other countries for years. Years. Messing with them. Creating unrest. Now they're doing it here. I'm not making this up. Look up the Smith, uh, is it month, is it month, months? I forget the exact name of it. And they're lit. I could show you the budgets in it. You're that concerned about it? Email me. I'll get you the details. I'm not kidding. And they're pumping a ton of money from all kinds of sources. And you wouldn't always put it together. You wouldn't always put it together. What am I talking about in, in practical terms? You go back to the same year, 2012, and you watch the Super Bowl. Okay, And there was a flyover from the American military when they did the national anthem. Some country singer, I forget her name, did the national anthem. Every player stood and there was not a dry eye. Not from any color player. That was 2012. As fate would have it, amazingly, I was shocked to find this out myself. Wouldn't you know, the American military pumped a lot of money into Super Bowl ads under the guise of recruitment. You see what I'm saying? Improving the military's image amongst the American people. Was all that clearly disclosed? Chris, where are you going with all this? I don't know. All I know is in 2012, 
They paid for tears and smiles and standing, and they got it. Well, what the hell happened in 2016, you tell me? And oddly enough, all that kneeling for the anthem and all this police brutality and Black Lives Matter, and then as soon as Trump was gone, so, so was the movement. Ain't that doggone fascinating. What do they always say? Follow the money. The American government, I'm giving you one little tiny example of the amount of money that the government's been funding into, quote, communications, quote, public relations, and how much of it is completely skewing the way people think. And if that's not enough, you've heard the stories of the censorship, and it's completely true. And it just so happens We know from the Facebook files, now being heard in Congress, two years later, it's amazing how slow things go. We're now hearing about the Facebook files. And we know emphatically that the FBI, maybe other government organizations like the CIA, were giving directions to the FBI on what could and couldn't be available on their platform. Okay? And it just so happens by coincidence that NPR... BBC, keep that one on the side, NBC, ABC, Newsweek, to some extent even Fox News when it comes to um, Ukraine and, and, and the big issues really, all following the same narrative, to a T, MSNBC, I mentioned that one, all those news organizations, PBS, government funded, NPR, not completely by the way. Only a small portion of NPR funding is government funding. But why at all? And the corporations that are behind NPR, why isn't anybody looking at that list? And it's not just this um, World Economic Forum. Are you aware of that? There's other groups that meet in the same way. What are they talking about? What are they doing? Anyway, my main point is the news that you're getting here in America is not news at all. Nothing that I shared with you. The U.S. economy grew an annualized rate of 2.4% in the second quarter of the year, according to preliminary data released yesterday. The figure exceeded both analyst estimates of 1.7% and forced quarter growth, which came in at 2%. The overall growth was attributed to a... What are you you hearing? Yay, good news. Are any of your neighbors talking like that? Are your kids talking like that? I don't think so. Your children, your kids, propaganda. That's what that is. So that's not really an an economic news story, but that's what's being put out on all those channels that I mentioned. I I, sound like I went and and hand-checked everything because to see what Fox Business is saying. I guarantee you it's some regurgitation of the same. And maybe they'll throw in a little something that resembles a conservative thinking, but I wouldn't expect too much. Here's the bigger story that you're not being told. And I don't know. I'm not an economist. Check into it yourself. But here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the real driver of all this growth is government spending that's based on government borrowing. To say that this is from corporate and and private spending, I think, is a bunch of bunk. Pretty much everybody that I'm talking to. Now, I'm in a different group. I get it. And it's just because of the three people that I talk to in my daily life doesn't give me a, you know, a great uh, sense of what, what everybody's thinking. But I think I have a bit of a sense that most people are, are hoarding cash right now, if not hoarding in some way trying to improve their cash, not looking for ways to spend money at all. 
So I don't believe that that's accurate. I believe that the growth that we're seeing is based on government spending and government borrowing. And I also, I'm not an economist, but it seems to me, looking at the numbers, that it's a one-to-one trade-off right now. And let me tell you something, that is bad, bad news. What do I mean by that? Every dollar that they're claiming is economic growth is really a borrowed dollar. And that's going to go down. You're going to see that go down. I told you this about the inflation. That the, uh, the, You haven't seen the end of inflation because the first round of COVID money, the very first round of COVID stimulus that was given out by Trump, that money hasn't even fully worked through the system yet. There's still some left, let alone the second and third rounds. Let me give you the net results of this. And I had a great conversation with my good friend about it. His uh, <clears throat> son, yeah, his son, buying a house. And crazy. Just to, just to give you a little background on this, this kid is, is no average kid. He's got a, a degree from a, a, a very prestigious uh, private college. I believe he did very well. Uh, don't quote me on this. I think he has a law degree. I think he's a lawyer. And the difficulty, he's got a, a, just recently married, just had a child, and how difficult it is. Don't tell me this is fair. Let me tell you what I see. This is from my own eyes, okay? <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting, the irony is I didn't want to talk about the economy today. I wasn't expecting to see my friend, but it's it's tied in very nicely here. 25 years ago, I was making about $65,000 a year, $60,000, $65,000 a year, trying to raise a family. And uh, pretty much it was a, a single income. My ex-wife, she did work a little bit part-time to cover some of her expenses, but uh, I basically took all the, the family ex- you know, housing expenses and so forth. And we bought the, I bought the house for $116,000. So roughly two years' salary. Interestingly, by the way, the in- starting interest rate I got bought that was 11%. Now, the interest rates at that time were probably more like 8 I paid 11 because I had sold the business myself. I've been sold two now. Um, and uh, I didn't have verified income. And so I got hit with a higher rate. I might refinance that later. But that's how high interest rates were then. It's kind of funny to me hearing people talking about 5 and 6% being too high. But the prices have gone haywire. Let me tell you that. So basically the house I bought um, was double the uh, two years' income. Today, that same buyer would be lucky to still be making sixty dollars to $65,000. Uh, maybe 80000 a year in some cases. But the, the house today costs four times more. That's the problem. That house, that three times more. If I was going to use that same house, three and a half times more. Three, more than three times more. Went from two times more to three times more. To put it in basic terms, if interest rates return back, I think I refinanced then down at seven and a quarter percent. So if we see seven and a quarter percent today, what does that tell you in simple terms? That young people buying a house today are spending. 30% more on housing costs. I'm going to tell you this. I remember it was about 2006, between 2006 
yeah, about around 2006, 2007, 2008, during the Great Recession there. Toll Brothers is a big national home builder. Bob Toll was on uh, one of these uh, news channels. And he says, people in this country are going to have to get used to spending more on housing, just like the people in Europe. And the commentator, oh, oh, oh who are you? you know? And he said, oh, no. He said, you can expect housing costs to go up as much as 30%. And I believe that's right where we are, at least, at least, probably more in some cases. Where does it go from here? I don't know. I don't know. That's my economic update. I wanted to share a couple other quick stories with you. Um, existential threats are getting worse. This is a link. Where did this come from? I should give the source. Axios. There you go. Scam news. Um, I think some of these news organizations, I bet you if you looked into it, they were founded on government money. I bet you. Here's what they say. Existential threats are getting worse, which they identify as nuclear war, AI fears, and climate change. My friends... Why are we living a life of fear? They skipped the dollar failure, which is probably the truest existential threat. Uh, not because we can't easily survive that as well. The problem is we're not cooperating. We're fighting. There's no, there's no brink of nuclear war. Nobody wants a nuclear war. Nobody's going to start a nuclear war. All fear-mongering. I saw a report from Russia, I think, estimating that um, Ukraine had 20,000 casualties. That's Russia's official estimate. Now, it's likely that their estimate would be inflated, but who knows? Who knows how they're even doing that? And who knows the real number? But it's really very small when you consider any major conflicts not leading up to World War III. Now, like, I'm not, you've heard me talk about this. I don't think that the way our policy on this is good or that uh, old Uncle Joe's steering us in the right direction. I'm just telling you that. I think Russia's completely in control over there. I don't think they're too concerned. And I don't think that Ukraine is winning anything, and I don't think they will. They'll, uh, um, you know, probably try to bleed this thing dry as much as they can, but I don't see it going anywhere. AI fears? I told you this. I've been using AI every day. I'm writing a, another book right now. I can't believe I just blurted that out. I didn't want to say anything because I've started a few books that I didn't finish. This one I can tell you um, uh, I'm really excited about, actually. This is going to be a big uh, turning point. Um, <clears throat> this book uh, is going to, is titled Fight to the Death, uh, The Marines at Kafchi. Um, it's a story that's not publicly available, uh, truthfully. And this book details the truth as well as our, our unit's time Um you know, while, while we were deployed. Uh, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I didn't mean to blurt that out. You know me. I'm about as honest as it comes. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't really want to say anything, like I said, because I wanted to get it finished. To give you the status, uh, first draft is done, and halfway through editing the second draft, which I'm using AI to do, which is where I was going with this. It's not what it seems. By the way, I'm finding it to be a fantastic tool. Um, but it's not what it seems. It's not my, I just say, here, read this and, and edit it. It's not how it's going at all. It takes a lot of work, and you got to know how to use it. And I keep telling you this. If you're not using AI today, you're making a big, big mistake on a lot of fronts. If no other reason than to understand how it works. Find out what you're passionate about and figure out how AI is affecting that 
thing that you're passionate about and go start learning how to use it. I'm not kidding. It's going to open a whole world out there. It really is. Uh, anyway, they sing AI fears. Yeah, AI fears. It's not because it doesn't say AI realities because there's nothing to be afraid of. Then the last one they say is climate change. I wanted to mention this. Climate change, climate change, climate change. I've said this a million times. If, if somebody who, say you had a scientist who genuinely believed that the earth was going to be ending in 10 years, 15 years, or Al Gore's five years, whatever that deal is, would you be saying, you know, the, the only solution is solar panels? Even if you believe that eliminating carbon was the answer and we can solve this and blah, 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 blah. Even if you truly believe that, would you bet all on that? And we'd be like, you know, we might want to be like, you know, do more, to build underground structures. And I don't know. What would you recommend? No, they just leave the border wide open like Zelensky did. Tell me this whole thing wasn't planned. Just like climate change is planned. Don't live your life in fear. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Go get some sun. Go go rebel and go sit out in the sun with no sunscreen. Not for too long. I don't want you getting burned for God's sake. <laughs> you know, live a little. Live on the edge. Go out without sunscreen. Just for a little while. <laughs> I wanted to mention this. Uh, yesterday I was talking about private armies. I see this as being a big thing. I might start one. I'm going to see if I can form a bill. I'd be right up my alley. Absolutely. I could find that, you know, as long as it was legal, I could find somebody willing to pay for it. Hell yeah. Putin forming mysterious private armies across Russia. I mentioned this yesterday. Oh, you don't think that this is there's more to it than that? Mexico's monster trucks show cartels taking drug war to the next level. This article is very misleading. They're making this sound like it's some kind of monster truck show. And that ain't the case. They're taking these heavily fortified large trucks and arming them. I mentioned a story to you the other day saying to you, what are you going to do? You got 75,000 homeless people in L.A. How many is in Philadelphia where I live? How many are living where you're living? I said, what are you going to do one day you pull up? And you're going to pull in your driveway and here comes two, three guys, homeless guys walking by in a group. And then comes another, and you look and you go, holy smokes, look at how many people there are walking through. Think about that scene a second. People start getting hungry, you might be dealing with it. Now, who's to say they don't start getting a little, a little more brazen? I mean, this is nuts that you have it going on in Mexico. They don't call them private. In Russia, they call them private armies. In Mexico, they're calling them cartels. I'm telling you right now. And then listen to this. I'm not surprised by this at all. Boom. <laughs> this is the Washington Examiner. Up to 60% of Americans could own guns, twice the estimate. No kidding. Many people went out and got them. You don't think it can happen to you? Illinois family still shaken after vandals poured oil into their pool and breaking a window. It sounds like some kind of love triangle thing, maybe with one of the, the high school kids or something like that. Who knows? Um, but, you know, here's what, what cracks me up about this. So this is an Illinois family. I saw the the uh, imagery of the house. Uh, it looks like, you know, at least middle class or something like that. How in today's day and age you have no security in a place like that? Any place. I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. I've, t I've, just, I, I've said it a million times. I hope if you're listening to me. I've got four layers of security on this house. 
God bless you getting on this property without us being aware of it. The raccoon can't even get through the property without us being aware of it. God bless you if you make your way into this house. There's about 18 ways you're going to die before you even see it coming. Why do you think I say when they talk about trouble coming, I'll leave the door open for you. How do you not have security on your house to protect your family that somebody's going to come in, break the windows, and piss all over your pool, and you don't even know who did it? Get out of town. Listen to this story. Ripe for political violence, U.S. election officials are quitting at an alarming rate. And they're, they're bl- the insinuation in the article is that it's the right-wing crazies, the right-wing nationalists that are out there. Um, you know, those loonies that are putting all this pressure, they want to take away your vote and the threat to democracy and all that. That's not the case at all. Let me tell you why they're really quitting. And if you remember, I've told you the story. I worked on a campaign. Campaign. I've been involved. I've been in the back rooms. I see exactly what's going on. And Doug Mastriano, I hope you're listening to this. Because I asked the question a million times if I didn't ask it 10 million. How in the hell did the Pennsylvania election law here, allowing these mail-in ballots, whatever it is, PA Act 86 or whatever, how did this law ever get passed? And he would say to you, I don't know. We didn't know what we weren't told what was in it. It it doesn't make me feel better because even a cursory review of this law tells me what did I say when I reported on it back when it happened? Do you remember what I said? Of course you don't. I'll tell you. Unenforceable, which is exactly what's happened. That law written by the party lawyers was designed to do exactly what it's doing. Make it so stinking complicated that you can't undo anything just like rank-based voting. And this is how they're stealing the elections. The lawyers are doing it. Unbelievable to me. Ripe for political violence, U.S. election officials are quitting. Yeah, because they're on the front lines, and the voters are getting pissed off because they realize they're going, you know, every one of us standing here saying, we're enough of this crap. Why do we keep getting the same crap? And they're the ones on the front lines that got to hear it because of these crappy laws that politicians sit back and get filthy rich. The election official, it's like a volunteer job, and there may be a couple bucks involved. They're like, screw this. I'm not going to sit here and put up with this crap. Who would? Why would you do it? I don't know what you think of this. Federal judge blocks Arkansas law allowing librarians to be criminally charged uh, over books that they find in the bookshop. And let me ask you then, if, if they, if, 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 how else is there accountability? If the if the if the the the, the law abiding body in that jurisdiction says we don't want this tranny sexualized crap in our library, and the librarian's charged with making sure that that content complies with that law, and they break that law, why wouldn't the librarian be culpable? Well, the federal judge knows that if you make the librarian culpable, then it's just one step closer to making the federal judge culpable. So they look out for each other, don't they? I don't know. The bottom line is you can't really trust going to the libraries anymore. Another institution destroyed. I want you to listen to this last thing very closely. There's something to this. It made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. U.S. hunts Chinese malware that could disrupt American military operations. From what I'm being told, they have planted on American military computers 
malware that basically just self-destruct everything instantly. The military, sadly, needs to reinvent itself and learn how to operate without the Internet. But that's a real problem in today's day and age. Look at what's leading in the Russia-Ukraine wars. Drones. Drones. But there's a different way to handle that as well. I'm not going to get into it right now, but I just want to finish this with this. I talked about the economy. I was talking to my friend about this. I've told you many times that there is huge opportunity right now. You want to sit back and complain and, and point on everything that's wrong? It's fine. I'll help you. We do it every day here. But don't forget at the end of the day, you got to go out and make money. You got to make a living. You got to build a future for yourself, for your family. What's the best that you can do? Go hustle and make it happen. You got to learn how to work what you can work. And don't be so sloppy that you don't have security on your house. God willing, I find out I'm not going to be real happy after all the conversations we've had here. At least you could do is invest in a couple of uh, of cameras. We use the Wise cameras. I don't promote them or anything like that. You can check it out for yourself. But like for a hundred bucks, you could put a couple cameras around your house. You'd have it available from your phone. You could have it ping you when somebody's coming in. Come on, you got to take care of business. God willing, I'll be back. I'm not sure it's going to be tomorrow. I got a couple things going on. This is podcast number four this week. I'll see you soon when I do. I don't know. We'll see what we're going to talk about. In the meantime, make it a great day.